Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown Bonus episode featuring Alexi. Hello. Hello. Just a heads up, we're going to be talking about intimate partner violence in this episode. Of course, since we're breaking it down, I think the main episode also included a mention of sexual assault, so that may get mentioned as well. Just a little heads up so you know if you want to... Trigger warning. Yeah, a little trigger warning just so you know whether or not you want to tune in or not. But I'm really excited about this breakdown because there were so many different things included in this episode that I feel like we touch on in different episodes. So the fact that we'll get to hash them out all in one, I think will be a really great little little stick for your Thursday if you're choosing to tune in on Thursday or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, so let's start from the beginning of this relationship. So we're starting out. This girl is 18. She's off to college. She meets this guy. He's 27 in her class. She's instantly like, oh my gosh, I am so about this guy. And so is he. She doesn't know that though. So she gets in a relationship with a different guy. It was a traumatizing experience they break up and now that she's trying to move on from this horrible relationship where she was sexually assaulted this guy finally decides oh it's time for me to swoop in and she's like i'm really not ready for a relationship like i just had something really traumatic happen to me and he goes into what might be the most spot-on example of love bombing that we've ever had on the breakup breakdown lexi have you ever been love bombed oh abby abby i think i think girls i get love bombed <laughs> You know what you hauling is? I, I, yes, I, I've been loved. It's so funny. I was listening to almost like reverse love bombing today. I was hanging out with one of the producers on The Bird Show. Her name is Katie. For all the Bird Show listeners, you know who Katie is for all the people that are just here from this podcast. There's a producer on my show. Her name's Katie. She also dates women. And she was talking about this experience with a woman who took her out candle shopping and expected her to pay for all the candles when they were out just running errands, which I thought was so messed up. And I was like, this girl wanted her to love bomb her. I was watching a couple of licensed therapists talk about this specific topic and it's almost like they listened specifically to this episode and wrote down all the red flags to look out for. So the first one you can look out for is excessive gift giving. This man did exactly that. Took her out to dinner, gave her nice gifts, tried to woo her. The next one is wanting to be with you 24-7. I can't really speak for the fact of whether or not he wanted to be with her 24-7. I'm not sure if that was mentioned. Again, something to look out for. Pushing for a quick commitment. So this is interesting because they were both a part of the LDS church. And so, of course, you're not supposed to like date for a super long time before you get engaged. And so I almost feel like there was a little bit of a religious manipulation as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard because if you're being told, OK, you're supposed to get married after dating for whatever, four months and you're with this guy who is seemingly treating you well. That was like that was the point of contention was all of her friends and family were like, this guy is so good to you 
compared to your last relationship, why would you not want to be with him? You know, it's like you come out of a bad situation and then suddenly it's like, okay, well, it's better than the last. Still, is it? I know. That's why I like doing this podcast so much. And I've recently gotten some DMs from a couple of people who've said sharing this with my daughter or my younger sister, because I think if you don't have examples of healthy relationships in your life, then you don't really know what's normal. And I think people need to hear this stuff is not normal. If you're new to relationships and some guy's giving you all these gifts and you're 18 and this is your first or second boyfriend, you're thinking, what could be wrong here? So on top of pushing for a quick commitment, there's also isolating from friends and family and being offended by healthy boundaries, which was also something that she experienced. She's like, I don't want to date you. And he's like, that's too damn bad. I would like to date you. Yeah, you know, like people think that healthy boundaries are rules. There's a big difference between rules and healthy boundaries. And, you know, people love to be rule breakers. But people shouldn't be healthy boundary breakers. That's exactly that. It's like people accept these things as a challenge. Like, oh, how how far can I go with this? How how much can I push this? You know, people love to break the rules and people treat boundaries as rules. Another intersection on this relationship was the fact that it was an age gap relationship. She's 18, he's 27. And I was watching this YouTube video earlier from a therapist named Mickey Atkins. I'll link the YouTube video in the episode description. She's talking about how if somebody has more lived experience than you, that's an automatic power imbalance in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this one, from the ages of 17 to 25, your frontal lobe is continuing to develop. And we've heard that a lot. Like right. 25, like you wake up to a bunch of shit. And she said that between these ages, you actually are the most susceptible to want to change boundaries based off of what your partner wants. So from those formative ages, if your partner's like, oh, I actually don't like the fact that you're setting a boundary here, you are statistically more likely to want to make a change to make them happy. You know, there's a lot to be said about ages. If you think 18-year-old girl and 27-year-old guy, that was the difference, right? Like you're naturally going to be like, oh, that's a huge gap. I have said this and I, I, I've said it on the podcast before. It's like, yeah, you're at two completely different points in your life at those ages. That's not even has to do with eight. A relationship I was in recently, I have never been married. I don't have kids. I've been through some shitty relationships. Looking at some other people's life stories, like I'm a baby compared to what some people have been through. And I dated someone for a short amount of time who was divorced, had a kid, and four years younger. I used to say like, oh, I would never date older like that. You know, like they were younger than me and have lived those lives. They have bought and sold a house with someone. They have had to deal with divorce papers. They have a kid to account for. When I'm here going out to bars with my friends on the weekends and being like, what do you mean you have your son tonight and can't hang out with me? You know, that's the thing. It's like people think, oh, age gaps, well, that's gross. Like you were in eighth grade when they were born or something like crazy like that. But it has to do with like different experiences, you know, and like my act dated someone like significantly younger in the midst of two of our breakups. And she said, she's like, you know, I told her when we broke up, you have like so much more life to live that I have already been through. This guy like saw it as a challenge to be with this girl. She could date 10 of him in the time it takes to, to be 27 years old, you know? No, exactly. With the phase of life thing, like you would take two 25 year olds. I'm going to use 25 because the frontal lobe thing, we're on equal playing field here. And they could have completely different education levels and life experience. And one of those 25 year olds could have leverage over that relationship, could have the quote unquote upper hand based off of their experience. So it can definitely look different depending on everyone's individual individual backgrounds. Uh -huh. Okay, so she gets into this relationship with this guy and I believe
believe she's about 19 at this time. They end up getting married. And I, I think they were married for about a year and a half before she finally decided like, oh, this is not this is not great. So in this YouTube video that I had watched about love bombing from Katie Morton, she's a licensed therapist. She said there's actually three stages to love bombing. So there's intense infatuation, which is when he was basically manipulating her into getting a really into a relationship. And then the devaluation of the relationship. So that's when you've gotten what you wanted. You've love bombed. You've manipulated the person. And then they start being passive aggressive. They lash out. When you set a boundary, they get crazy angry, which is something that she mentioned in this relationship. And then they discard you, which is the one thing that wasn't mentioned in this relationship because she was the one to actually initiate the divorce. It's definitely important to note that love bombing if you're trying to decide, is my partner love bombing or do they just like really, really like me? Is it used to get something they want? And I believe in this case, it was marriage or some kind of commitment. You know, love bombing, I, I would say is a relatively new term. I feel like we just started hearing about love bombing. You know, wh what would you consider like a healthy term in relationships? Like, isn't it cute when someone says like, oh, you two are like in the honeymoon phase? Like, that's like cute. If I felt like, oh, I'm in the honeymoon phase, like I'm so about someone like, you know, but like you look at it, okay, it's like, well, when you get out of that where you're just being love bombed, you know, the thrill of the chase or, you know, love when it hurts or causing chaos and like all of these things. Again, it's like you, you chase after what you can't have and all of these things. But now when you go over those three things of love bombing, like it makes sense and you never know, okay, well, am I in step one or is this going to last? And it's very easy to be blind to it. It is 100% easy to be blind to it. You can have sparks flying for so long and be like, wow, this is everything that I've looked for. Because like, you know, there are successful stories out there where people are dating for three months, fall in love, marry and spend the rest of their lives together. There are stories where people are dating for three months and they try to make all of these crazy things happen and it doesn't work out. So it is very easy to be blind. 100%. That's why you got to be super vigilant about noticing how they react when they don't get what they want. Because 100%. that's the biggest key to noticing whether or not you're getting love bombed. Do they buy you all these things in anticipation that you're going to do X, Y, and Z? And if you don't do X, Y, and Z, how do they react to that? So something else that I found really interesting when I was doing my research for this episode was that actually partners who have an age gap relationship are at a higher risk for intimate partner violence, which is what we really talked about a lot in their age. Oh. I know it probably has a lot to do with the fact that there's a power imbalance and an age gap just because you're more susceptible to manipulation. And if you're getting love bombed and someone's lashing out on you and getting angry and aggressive, Boom. Perfect example of how this relationship could turn dangerous. I've never heard that before, but it makes a lot of sense. 100%. She ends up divorcing this guy and then jumping into a new relationship. Have you ever dated someone quickly after getting out of a relationship to patch up those feelings? What do they say? There's a quote out there that pops up in your Instagram feed all the time that's like, notice that the person who cared more and actually loved them stayed single while the person who cared less and didn't actually love them moved on i saw this thing the one time and i think i've said this on the podcast it's like such a powerful statement and anytime i like feel the need to go back to toxicity i say this to myself a toxic person doesn't change their ways they change the victim mm. that is a very powerful statement but 
there's also another side to that because like I don't think that this girl necessarily was the problem even though she jumped into a new relationship. I see this about myself a lot of times. It's like anytime I've taken back an ex that's done me wrong, we've like broken up and I'm like, okay, well, great. Like I've wasted all this time on you and now I have to waste all this time like healing by something you didn't broke. It is like perfectly fine to recognize, hey, I don't want to be with you, but I am ready for all these things. It just wasn't with you. You know, like he very well might be like ready for that marriage, ready for that relationship, ready to give herself and all of these things. But like she recognized it wasn't him and that's okay it is very frowned upon for a lot of reasons to jump into a new relation after it's like oh i can't believe they jumped right into another relationship but at the same time it's like it's also very healthy to be like you know that wasn't for me but like i've worked on myself enough to know that like i do know what i'm looking for exactly and she was self-aware to admit that she used this relationship as a coping mechanism because it only took her about nine months to realize that both of them honestly had made a mistake it wasn't a, a toxic relationship in the sense that the first one was not healthy at all she was just like i jumped into this relationship for the completely wrong reasons and i've noticed that with myself and with my friends it's like it's so hard it's like i don't think human beings are built to constantly fall in love and fall out of love because it feels so unnatural to be heartbroken and you feel so without after having that kind of connection so i don't blame her for wanting to jump into a new relationship to sort of patch up those negative feelings the last thing i wanted to talk about was was the pressures that she felt to get into a relationship based off of her religion. I feel so bad because I know we do have some Mormon listeners and I wonder if it's because we do have a lot of episodes talking about failed Mormon relationships and some of the toxicity that's in that culture and some of the ways that it can really backfire on the people it's supposed to be helping. You know, the story, it's like I've, I've previously dated someone who chose not to pursue a relationship because they felt like it was against their religion because obviously like it's no secret how there's like the religious rules against against the gays from a perspective of like on the Mormon side of things you're maybe forced into these relationships but on the gay side of things like maybe you're forced out of these relationships there's social pressure in, in both aspects you know it's like I have been told by women in previous relationships hey like this is not okay in my religion so I can pursue it and I'm thinking like okay cool you're gonna just like shove your gay feelings under the rug of all these things but like I've I've been a Catholic my whole life and like I know I know my place with God it, it, it's it's both sides and like it's even harder too like when you come from su such a strong community of like family and friends who also feel that way. In this episode, she felt a lot of social pressure to get married because of her religion. Talk to me about the pressure that you felt within the Christian culture to not be gay and your experiences with that. Like, how does it feel to actually push against the grain and not conform to what the Christian culture says you should do? Looking at my high school, me and my mom made this joke the other day. Everybody from my high school is gay now, like literally. Like my mom will be like, how's this person? I'm like, gay. How's this person gay? And my mom makes the joke. She's like, what were they feeding you? at lunch at that school because we were like literally all gay. The gay know. propaganda. That's and what they we were weren't all gay. We weren't all gay in high school. But like, I don't even remember talking about gay people. I don't even remember like, but you know, I didn't really like come to terms with myself being gay until college. And like looking back, I said, oh, like I might have been and like things like that, like looking back at past experiences. But like, I don't know, it wasn't really like pushed on as far as not. And to be honest with you, like, I guess outside of my religion or inside of my religion, because I'm not super religious, but I also like do have strong faith. And like, I know that like my relationship with God got stronger when I stopped carrying the weight of hiding. Yeah. You know, I've said that before. It's like, I have never felt unloved by my beliefs because of how I feel and because of how I love and maybe like, you know, political, political attack me like love is love. And I believe in all these things, but like at the same 
time, you know, I do know a lot of people, again, from firsthand experience of relationships that have ended for me because of other people. And I've literally flat out said that. I was like, then we believe in different gods, if that's how you feel. I've said that. It's crazy to me because those things have never impacted my relationship until those experiences. But my heart does go out to the people who are either forced into things because of how they're going to feel their community and their religion will impact them. And I also feel bad for the people who are forced out of things for those reasons as well. I mean, so much of religion can be tied up in marriage from how you view it to what your society and the culture that you're in says about it. And I think so much about religion and marriage, it's like pushed on the youths, if you will, without really giving much of an explanation for why those beliefs mean X, Y, and Z. I think for a lot of like young Mormons, I'm not saying they don't think about why they should be getting married but I think sometimes it's just what you're supposed to do you know what I mean whereas like I feel like that's pretty across the board in other cultures too it's like okay this is just what you do you're 18 you either enter an arranged marriage or everybody else is doing it so everyone just sort of turns into little sheeps and and like the pressure just ends up hitting you rather than actually thinking what marriage means to you and also like what is your how does your love life and your religious life how do they coincide big words big religious words on the podcast today well lexi thank you so much for coming on to break down this week's breakup i appreciate it as always thank you thank you for being my gay correspondent i say if you do not end this call by calling me the gay correspondent I need a shirt. <laughs> you need to like sign out like how they do on CNN and, and all the other news stations where they're just like, Lexi Zaccardi, gay correspondent, Abby Murphy News. Love okay. it. All right, thanks, Heartbreakers, for tuning into this episode. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.